0: This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast from South Cities Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Learn more about us at SouthCities.church. On this yet again gray Wednesday. The sun doesn't exist in November. It does on it's days there. that aren't Wednesday.
1: For mm, some reason. Wednesdays are it's like... not there's not much. It's not much sunshine in this month. That's all I'll say. Great. Uh, Nick and Stacy
0: are both here. Ethan is present but not near a mic per his normal MO. And Dave is someplace preaching or teaching something. (laughs) We're all here. Random question. What's the biggest fire that you have personally, sorry, controlled fire that you have personally witnessed? Not like you came upon like your house burning down. We don't need to turn this podcast into a sad one.
1: But rather controlled fire. Uh, I think in 2015, I went to a, a bonfire at a farm down in Albert Lee, mm-hmm. and it was probably 20 feet high. The fire itself was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
2: What mm. about you, Stacey? I really don't know. I'm sorry. I can't think of what it would be.
0: Fire from your lit cigarettes? Nope. Oh, you know, bigger than that? <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: I'm
0: just trying, I, to, I, I, trying to catch I don't a know. range here, I can't Stacey. think of
2: what it would be. Okay.
0: Backyard <laughs> fire? Probably. Sure. Not, not much bigger than that. They didn't do bonfires at Bethel?
2: I don't think so. Okay. All Probably right. something out at a relative's farm, you know? Some... Yeah.
0: Um, When we lived in Ohio, there was a friend with a farm that stacked um, uh, pallets. Yeah. The pallets Mm. were probably stacked 15 feet high. So the fire was easily like, I want to say 40 or 50 feet high. Like It was a towering inferno. It's really intense. And that was during the fall. This makes me want to go start a fire. But in the meantime... We're going to warm our hearts by the fire of our statement of faith. Oh, it's last oh. two article 12 <laughs> and 13 are, uh, our carnations, mm. you know, uh, affirmations about what we believe the scriptures teach in regards to various texts. We've done six of these episodes, Ethan, something like that. And this is the last one Then we'll be on to other, perhaps more apocalyptic things. We'll see. But today, this will feel mildly apocalyptic because of one of the two articles. But before that, I'd invite somebody who's on the church cooperation subcommittee to go ahead and read article number 12.
1: I don't know what that subcommittee is, Daniel.
0: Whatever you formally called it. Denomination subcommittee, ecumenical subcommittee, Mm. Catholic with a lowercase c subcommittee. What, what is it called, actually? Denominations and Network Denomination
2: Committee.
0: Okay. I don't think there's an that. official title Title. I'm going to call it the Church Cooperation Subcommittee. Then. Okay, great. All right. So why don't you go ahead and read Article 12 on church cooperation?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. We believe that local churches are free to promote the cause of Jesus Christ by cooperating with one another in various organizations. Such an organization, whatever form it may take, exists and functions by the will of the churches. Cooperation in an organization is voluntary and may be terminated at any time.
0: How did this article come about? Because this is not the same as, uh, it. well, it's significantly modified from the its parallel um, article that we had when we were part of Bethlehem. Do you remember any of that history, Nick? Like what exactly we changed? I
1: actually don't. I'm not sure that I do either. It was it's I, funny because you and I were the ones that probably yeah, changed that's it. Yeah,
0: true. We didn't, came in really prepared for this one. Um, I think it, that was more formally. I don't uh, remember what it used to be. If I remember what it used to be. I would totally remember. It had denomination in, um, oh, in yeah. the name.
2: That's um, what it was.
0: And then it was much more positive. Like the churches cooperating is the best way. Mm. to promote the cause of Jesus Christ, which I, I have some affinity with for sure. But we're thinking about something that everybody can agree with
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we are not part of a denomination right now right? Though we're talking about it. Nor do Sorry, we feel like we, we
1: have we, to. You. Yeah, yeah, and we don't feel yeah. like
0: that's a, a church must do that. So when we say that local churches are free to promote the cause of Jesus
1: Christ, that's what we're getting at yep.
0: is that it's optional.
1: Yep. And there can be different reasons and emphases that would cause us to affiliate with one group or another or a denomination versus a network or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, what,
0: what are some of the differences there? Like, like what kind of organizations might there be and yeah. what would you cooperate for?
1: Well, so for example, Bethlehem used to be, was still is downtown uh, part of converge. Don't call it downtown. Just Bethlehem, call it Bethlehem used to be a part of and still is part of converge. Um, which, Which used a, to be the Baptist General yeah, Conference. Yeah, and that's a full denomination that has, you know, a district superintendent, and they have, you know. Um, a principal? A <laughs> PE coach? No. Like, oh, not, okay. I was thinking,
0: like, what What are the options for titles?
1: Like, they have a staff, and they work to, like, support churches and offer resources, and, um, you know, they have a school. Uh, the denomination right. does, like, Bethel is their school. Um And, and so it's like a formal like entity in that way. We've also been a part of TCT in the past, which is treasuring Christ together, church planting network. And that's more just a network of churches who have like-minded in their theology and want to partner together for the common cause of spreading churches. Um, And so it's not like a formal denomination with like, you know, a staff and a, a big staff and, you know, resources and things like that. It's just like, we're partnering together for the specific purpose. Yeah, yeah. Well, we say such an organization, whatever form it takes, exists
0: and functions by the will of the churches. It's ultimately the churches mm-hmm. constitute and are over the organization. As opposed to what is there? Are there other kinds of denominations or organizations where uh, the organization is over the churches and has a measure of control over what they do? Because this this seems to say, no, the organization doesn't really have control over churches.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Catholic
0: Church? Yeah, that would be a big example. Yeah, like, yeah for sure.
2: Presbyterian?
0: Uh, yeah, Presbyterian Church where sessions get together. Really, just about... Well, any um, denomination no. that's some kind of hierarchical structure uh, would posit, would say yes, the lines of accountability are thick between churches such that churches can influence or even have formal authority over each other. Uh, and we're, that's not what we're seeing here at all. Right. Uh, although we think it's fine to have influence or even, I think to some degree, uh, to bind yourself in certain ways to outside accountability um, in, in various ways as an option,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not as a requirements. You see things like, you see a Presbyterian church, of the USA, they organize themselves in sessions, but then you go over to like, you know, England and you find free Presbyterian churches where they are much more organized around like the independence of a congregation. So there's different expressions of that all around the world. Uh, are we going to get into a denomination or a network and then terminate it at some point in the future? Why would a, why would a church terminate? a
1: connection to a denomination or a network. It could be all sorts of reasons. We just want to say that we're free to do so if we want to.
0: What would be some reasons? I don't know. They're off mission. Yeah. We don't want to get that Right? We don't,
1: yeah, it's not part of the budget. It's not part of our church's vision anymore. It's the denomination is moving in a direction we don't like. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Some option that we've never even thought of before. Sure. (laughs) You know, we just want to say, hey, we're free to associate and we're free to disassociate if mm-hmm. we want to. So for our church, when are we likely to hear more as a congregation
0: about, uh, and I've not heard anything as an elder, so I'm this is would be news to me, like 2024 we'd have more of a public conversation yeah, about- Yeah, I would say that's probably accurate. A denomination yep. mm-hmm. or a network. Yep. Okay. Great. Well, finally- Let's talk about Article
1: 13, the last things.
0: Nick, you want to read that one?
1: Sure. We believe in the personal and visible return of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth and the establishment of his kingdom. We believe in the resurrection of the body, the final judgment, the eternal joy and faithfulness of the righteous, and the endless suffering of the wicked.
0: Why is it important that we believe in the personal and visible return of the Lord Jesus Christ as opposed to the... Impersonal and invisible return. Like, what would what would be the distinctions there? Why why put those
1: adjectives on there? Isn't there some form of uh, preterism that believes that Jesus already came back invisibly, or that it was like a fake yeah. fake return or something like yeah. that? What but is that preterism? Was, yeah, explain preterism to us, Nick.
2: Like I'm, you know, explain it To me like I'm five. So
1: the preterist view of Apocalyptic literature, mm-hmm. um, revelation, revelation, but also a little bit the end like time stuff that Jesus Daniel talks about. and, yep. Yep, and Daniel, yeah, yep. Um holds that everything like a full scale preterist holds that everything was fulfilled in AD seventy,
2: yeah. right sure. in
1: Rome or yeah, whatever yeah, the destruction of Rome, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that Jesus in some way invisibly returned yep. and, therefore, and judged Jerusalem. If you're a preterist in the fullest, most literal sense, you would believe that Jesus is already. Come back. Yes. Yeah, there's a
2: he's he, where then?
0: I don't know. <laughs> he, he is spiritually here on earth. This is in a sense the new heavens and new earth. I think that's this a fair representation. It?
2: Yeah. Oh. A
0: fair representation. And Jesus' mission is advancing, etc. So I think we're trying to get at like Jesus, uh, and to box out from perhaps more liberal readings of the Bible that Jesus really is a person and he really sure. is gonna come back and it's gonna be obvious to all
2: mm-hmm. when
0: it happens. Uh, that doesn't make any judgment calls on uh, things about pre-tribulational rapture or mid-tribulational rapture or rapture at all. It's just that at the end, Jesus will return visibly and all will see him per Revelation 19,
2: mm-hmm.
0: other texts. So, um, And that will be the establishment of his kingdom. Is the kingdom uh, present right now? kingdom of God present here on earth? Yeah. Yep.
1: In what way? Uh, in a partial way. (laughs) Uh, so, I mean, you want me to talk about the overlap of the ages? You can, yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's open question. So we believe when Jesus came, he lived, he died, and then he rose again. He ushered in the kingdom, Mm -hmm. um, bringing, bringing the kingdom of God to earth. However, we also believe that we still live in the church age. Um, which also has the previous age, you know, continuing. So we live in what's called the overlap of the ages, where the kingdom of God has been inaugurated, but not fully fulfilled or consummated. That will happen when Jesus comes back. And, you know, whatever the timing of a millennium or however that gets worked out, there will be a time when Jesus will fully consummate his kingdom sin will be done away with death will be defeated and we will fully experience you know him face to face in his kingdom yeah. so this is taking some swings past this
0: but is jesus right now ruling on the throne of david uh yes We would say so, I think, around this, but not everybody would. Mm -hmm. Like, depending on what you believe about the millennium, depending on what you believe about uh, sometimes what's called dispensationalism or the nature of the rapture, you might say that until Jesus returns to earth, there's no sense in which he rules on the throne of David. Mm. But right now, if he's ruling in heaven, what are the instances of his kingdom here on earth? I think the way that we tend to talk about around here is there are embassies yeah, the here on earth. Local church, mm-hmm. this where heaven and earth meet imperfectly. Mm-hmm. But the most formal way that we see the embassy of the coming kingdom on earth is in local churches that preach the good news about the king and the kingdom. Mm. Um, we yep. believe we believe in the resurrection of the body, the final judgment the eternal joy and faithfulness of the righteous and the endless suffering of the wicked. So that is four things. One, there's resurrection. There's real judgment. The righteous will eternally be happy and the uh, wicked will endlessly suffer. Why do we have all those in there? Why are those important for Christians to believe?
1: Uh, Why is the resurrection important, Nick? Yeah. (laughs) If the resurrection wasn't literal, then nothing else matters. <laughs> what if, yeah, well, honestly.
0: So, so what if? But what about if our resurrection isn't literal? Like not just Jesus's resurrection, but ours. If we're just uh, swept away into kind of a heavenly plane, and there's no then resurrection, resurrection of the body. Why then, is that a problem, or mm-hmm. where does that bump into some some issues in the biblical
1: text? Well, I mean. Besides the fact that it says it. <laughs> well, yeah. First like Corinthians 15, we too shall rise. Right. Um, In imperishable bodies. You know? Um, I don't know. Like, what are you specifically getting at? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. there's biblical texts that, like, explicitly
0: say, yeah, like, Jesus' resurrection is the pattern for ours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, bodily.
2: There's yeah. all kind of kinds of helpful scripture references for each of these articles that if people wanted to investigate more.
0: It's on the website, southcities.church forward slash congregational dash affirmation dash of dash faith. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Why is there? Why is it important that there's judgment? Final, I think personal judgment for yeah. each individual, mm-hmm. not judgment only over nations or other things, but mm-hmm.
1: every individual stands before God. And is judged. Yeah, I mean, and that's number one. It says it, but number two, that's kind of like, you know, how we can be okay with injustice in the world right now. Yeah, (laughs) God will make all. I was saying that too. Exactly. There will be judgment. There will be justice. It is coming, and He will repay according to Mm -hmm. each one's deeds. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what it says. Yeah. Um, and so we can look to that. We can look around the broken world and say, well, the day is coming when all, all that's wrong will be made right. Yeah. At the judgment. Yep. So that's d- really important. Yep. Judged
0: according to deeds, mm-hmm. right? In accordance but, with, in right. accordance with the, mm-hmm. de- with our deeds, you can see the nature of a tree by its fruit. Mm-hmm. And yet the judgment
1: and our acquittal is on the grounds of Christ's blood and righteousness. It's actually fun that we're about to go into Zephaniah for Advent because that's a major theme in Zephaniah is that the judgment um, is coming, you know, God is going to judge with fire. Yeah. But for those who are, you know, God's, the judgment will fall. You know, the hope is that it, that won't fall on them, which mm. is only because of Christ, we find out later in the fulfillment of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There has to be a, a sacrifice for sin mm-hmm. that all the, Old Testament sense pointed towards. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. So eternal joy and faithfulness of the righteous. That's another thing we changed. It, it originally said the eternal felicity. Yeah. Oh. Which could be either happiness or Which basically means the, the joyfulness and the faithfulness of Yeah.
2: Yeah. Common updated language a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean we uh, I mean so that mm-hmm. the saints will be happy for forever. And they can't sin. And they can't Mm -hmm. sin, so they will be faithful for forever. Mm -hmm. There will be uh, a further up and further in faithfulness that the saints will have for eternity. Mm -hmm. And the endless suffering of the wicked, as opposed to the annihilation.
1: Well, or universal.
0: Yeah, Yeah, or universal universal salvation, yeah. So everybody eventually will be saved. mm -hmm. So, I mean, Jesus talks about that, Mark 9. Certainly we see plenty of that in the book of Revelation. Um, you know, Peter talks about that, 2 Peter 2 and 3. Jude talks about that. Um, it's And Paul talks about it a ton. That hell is conscious torment. Not the snuffing out of a soul or the eventual kind of purgatory-like refining of a soul into heaven. Mm-hmm. But rather that it's... Uh, and And thus, downstream from that, we think it's important that you carry the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Yep. As opposed to it'll all kind of sort out in the end. So, which is serious and sobering. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And we believe that the Lord Jesus is the one who holds those keys of hell and death in his hands. And mm-hmm. he is the one who will rightly judge all people on the basis of their relationship with him and in accordance with their, their deeds. Mm -hmm. Will we ever change the statement of faith? Do you think guys
1: like ever, uh, on the foreseeable future? No, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we'll ever radically change it. We may, there could be like when we became cell City's church, we made a few tweaks from what it was at Bethlehem, but we didn't change the substance. Yeah. We added the thing
0: about marriage Mm -hmm. and the nature of mankind. Then we tweaked some of the other ones. But if you were to add one article to this about a topic of your choosing, Mm. Nick, what article would you add? Uh, Not for your own personal, like, oh, this is my thing, but like that our people would have some alignment on. Union with Christ. Okay, just deeper. <laughs> oh. I think we have some of that uh. about uh, in regeneration,
1: Holy Spirit and the church, mm. uh, at least hinted at. Yeah, I mean, I would just, the reason that you I'm- Going deeper on that. Yeah, the reason I love that doctrine so much is it takes all of these systematic doctrines that we have and ties them all together in, in unity. Yeah. In they're ours because they were Christ's and we are yeah. united to him. Hmm. Is there an so. article that you would add, Stacy?
2: Well, I was just looking through them again. Um, maybe one on, I mean, you have one on the nature of mankind and the nature of marriage. Maybe one about, more about like mankind mm. yeah, in the image of God. I mean, you yeah. have that, but.
0: It's like a line or two lines in, within that.
2: Like a but. biblical anthropology or something. Yeah, yeah little one. some
0: little bit longer about um, men and women, perhaps. Yeah, that's good. Talking about embodied souls and things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff.
0: We'll get there. Maybe someday. (laughs) Well, this has been a fun journey through the Congregational Affirmation of Faith. I don't know what we're doing next. I think eventually we're doing something revelatory or
1: apocalyptic, you might say. (laughs) But uh, that will be perhaps as we get closer to... uh, Well, we certainly will be in the recap once we get to the... Oh, yeah. It's true. Oh, yeah. That's going to be trippy every week. We're going to have to double the length of the recap every week,
0: Ethan. No, we won't. Ethan, just give me the look that will not happen. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Thanks.